listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 51 of The Awakened Soul. Whew, I know it's been a little bit longer between episodes, but that's because I dropped episode 50 early to prepare for the weekend. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I talked to you guys. So I'm looking forward to the show. We got a great show planned. We got Dualistic in the building, um, both Samantha and Cliche here to talk about the Roxanne Roxanne movie, as well as to give our respective lists of the three most influential black women in history uh we also have the end of mind the hay segment where it gets real um and then we also have uh the stupid idiot we have two stupid idiots of the um of the week this week so we got a we got a eventful show plan we're gonna go ahead and get back into the music on the other side of that we're gonna get into the mind of Hayes. back stepping into my dark and twisted mind this is the the mind of haze it's been a slow week in no no it hasn't it's been a it's been a crazy week this week from uh the roseanne to to drake and push T to jr smith to chief keith like it's motherfuckers are tripping like this is what we're gonna start it off with people are tripping we're gonna get into to all of those topics but before we get into that i want to do some acknowledgements i want to i want to point out some things First, I want to talk about uh, the Sweats and Suits podcast. Check these young these young men out, please do. Like their podcast is is dope. First of all, um, so I, I definitely want everyone to, to to check them out. Go and listen to them. It's part of my UML family, and I'm not just plugging them because of that. I'm plugging them because their podcast is actually pretty dope. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know how much of our listenership overlaps, but definitely go and check them out. But Coming out of out of that, um, I you know I, I want to start talking about our five star reviews every week that we get new ones. Not really to acknowledge that we're getting five star reviews, but to acknowledge just some of the feedback from the listeners. And this one comes in, and this just came in yesterday. This is from uh, the name is Dom Tricks. Not going to go into what that may mean. I'm just not going to break that down. <laughs> but uh, this this review is this podcast is great for a few reasons. It goes much deeper than surface level, but also is very fun and engaging. I'm in love with Hayes' voice. While he can talk very fast at sometimes, I, and I do apologize. It, as a matter of fact, for my family, I'm a slow talker. But we'll, whenever I can get Mama Hayes on, you guys see my, my mom talks extremely fast. Um, well, he can talk very fast at times. His smarts and sense of humor are great. I see bright things in the future of this podcast and for Hayes. I would seriously suggest a future in radio. Keep being amazing. Look, that that's one of the best reviews ever. Like just flat out. I want, I, thank you. I know I do talk pretty fast sometimes and it's I have so much going on in my head. I want to make sure I get to all of it. So I do apologize for that. But those kind of words like you see amazing things, a future in radio. I don't know if I would ever want to do radio. I, I, I battle back and forth with that. Um, I do think I could be successful at it. I do think I'd be good at it. Um, but I, any the, the the reason why I love doing the Awakened Soul is that the Awakened Soul is a reflection of me and I can completely control it. I don't know how that would change, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see what's in the future. At, at the end of the day, um, this podcast, like I said, we're, we're going to take this as far as it can go. And, you know, it's not even really about if I had two listeners i'd still be delivering the podcast the same way i do now i'd still be putting that same level of effort into it because it's it's a reflection of me i believe everything that you do should should be at the highest quality or why why would you do it um so you know thank you for that um i also want you know 
reading that review and then, you know, I'm part of a a few different uh, groups and communities of podcasters and we talk and hit ideas off. And I guess I guess I don't ever slow down um, to really think about everything that's happened in the, the, the Waking Soul has only been around for 10 months. Including this episode and special episodes, we're about 54 episodes in. That's in under a year. Um, so if we keep at our at our pace by by the 12 month mark, I believe we'll be at like 65 episodes or something like that. Um, not sure if we're going to get get to that number. But so, you know, <laughs> so and, and I don't mean that to, to brag at all. It's just that's just how much I love doing this, like. When there's something, if I drop an episode and there's something major, major, major that happens, I'm not going to wait till the next week sometimes to address it. I'm going to record a special episode and put it out. That That's 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 what I feel like, because once I accepted my calling, uh, I will say once I accepted the, the fact that I wanted to do this at a high level, this podcast, that's stuff that I have to do. Like the re- like I have three in in the 50, like I said, 54 episodes that we've done so far overall. I filled up three binders with notes for in preparation. I have some episode ideas just lined up, ready to go when I don't have anything. Like I do put a lot into this. And I think that anyone who's going to podcast, you have to be willing to put that time into it. Well, depending on where you want to go with it. Um, but to get to get back into the story, and I'm sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, I'm in a community of podcasters. There was a conversation going around of um, I think it was another group or something that that they were talking about that they had already started. And I I came in the chat because I'm not always in it. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, oh, you know, we're the group and to kind of do this. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, count me in. And and the podcast that that I was communicating with at that time was like, wait a second, you're not already part of this. I'm like, no. Like, well, I thought with as influential as you are that you would be. I'm like, wait, influential. Like, what are you talking about? Um, So I'm still I'm still this podcast is still new. I've been in the podcasting game for about three years now, but this podcast is still very new to me. But I, I, I it, it's always humbling to hear when people like hold you in a high regard, especially amongst your peers. And, you know, I I, I have been blessed to work with and listen to some amazing podcasts. Uh, you, you've heard uh, me and my relationship with Oversaturated Johnny and Ralph. Uh, Scoop Grady. Let me say something about Scoop Grady. Like, listen, so I hadn't listened to Scoop's podcast in a long time. Um, well, not in a long time. I, I was slow to catch on. And uh, we kind of interacted on Twitter once. I think he either commented on something or I commented on, on a retweet of his or something. And I immediately went to listen to his podcast. I think I listened to like three episodes that day. Like the dude is hilarious. So check out the, the Inside Scoop. You guys heard him on, on the Infinity War review. Um, and then also... The Infinity War, Idol Wars, that episode, over 10,000 downloads. So, uh, you know, hats off to you guys. And I know that couldn't have been done um, without people sharing it, the listeners sharing it, uh, spreading the word, enjoying it. That That's an amazing feat. I just want to, I'm, I'm humbled by this whole podcast thing. But enough on me and this podcast. I hate talking about myself. We're going to we're going to move on. We got to get into some of the craziness of the week. So while uh, we're going to take a a brief break, a brief musical break on the side of that, we have to get into the stupid idiots of the week. You are really dumb, for real. All right, so anyone who knows me, who's been listening to this podcast, probably knew where I'll be going with the stupid idiot of the week this week. Like I said, there's two people. So there's two clear and distinctive idiots of the week. The first one, unfortunately, well, no, not unfortunately. The first one has to go to Roseanne Barr. And Roseanne Barr, who went on a tirade of tweets, uh, first she attacked Chelsea Clinton. Then she went on to talk about George Soros and said that he was a collaborator during World War II when he was only nine years old. So right then, people should have known that it was a problem. And then went on to attack Valerie Jarrett and say that she looks like the Muslim Brotherhood and the Planet of Apes had a baby. Wow. And in response to this, ABC president Channing 
Dungy, or however you say her last name. I'm, I'm I could be terrible with names sometimes, and I apologize. Um, went on and she came out with a statement saying that Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values, and we have decided to cancel her show. So for going on a Twitter rant and also costing her her job as well as the jobs of other people on the cast, Roseanne Barr. You disrespectful, stupid idiot. So, yeah, that's just, just stupid and ridiculous. I, 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 I don't get people. Um, but luckily, we're, we're going to because I just want to talk about some of the positives um, of this. Uh, ABC is now considering a spinoff show focused around Sarah Gilbert's character, Darlene. Um, and that way they, they can use the contracts that they already renewed with those actors and actresses to, um, to come back for a different type of show. Now, the thing with that is that the, the issue is going to be because um, Roseanne, uh, the, the created by credit went to Roseanne Barr. Um, so, so she was, she, at least for this series, I don't believe it was like that on the original, um, before the reboot. So she was getting credit and paid, um, for that as well. So how does that go for a spinoff? Will she still be making a profit off of a spinoff of a show that she's listed as the creator for? I don't know how that works. Um, if I do find out and I can get some more details from that, I definitely will give them to you, but I, I had to give her the, the stupid idiot of the week. Um, Wanda Sykes had pulled out even before uh, the cancellation of the show as being a contributor to that show. Um, will that now stand since Roseanne has been fired? And if they go into the, the spinoff show, who knows? Uh, John Goodman, um, Sarah Gilbert, of course, the show is going to be wrapped around her. I've already confirmed that they'll come back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully those those that team and, and the production staff and everyone doesn't lose out on their job and they do uh, find a way to bring the spinoff together. Uh, I just I don't like people losing their jobs for one idiot. So you definitely Roseanne Barr, the stupid idiot of the week, one of the stupid idiots of the week, because we have to get into the second stupid idiot of the week. And I will be talking about game one and two of the NBA finals um, in, in another segment on the show. But game one being tied at, at very close to the end of the game. I don't remember exactly how many seconds of time was left on the clock. J.R. Smith got a rebound and basically tried to dribble out the shot clock. LeBron James's reaction to that is priceless. It it was as soon as it happened, you knew it was going to be a thousand memes based off of it, and it got wrapped into the whole Drake and Pusha T thing in in an interesting way. But J.R. Smith, for you being a basketball player and not knowing, here's the thing: he's come out since and said that he didn't know how much time was left on the clock. But you can clearly see when LeBron is looking at him like he wanted to choke the hell out of him that he mouthed, "I didn't know." Like, so no, no, Jared Smith, for you not having a, a, a ability to be aware in the NBA finals, the biggest stage of your profession, and you weren't paying attention. And then also for taking out Clay Thompson's knee early in the game, which I, I don't think that was dirty, but still just overall you're, for for this, just this game and, and definitely the end, Jared Smith, you are the stupid idiot. So, you know, I, I, I mean, and to, to, to both of our stupid idiots for this week. I didn't call you idiots. I called you stupid idiots. All right. So we are going uh, to to talk about the Pusha T and, and Drake. But we're going to do it from a little bit different angle. Going to get into a brick. I'll see you guys on the other side. What's beef? Beef is when you need two cats to go to sleep. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be an I see you. One more time, what's beef? Beef is when you make your enemies start your jeep. Beef is when you roll no less than 30 deep. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be your I see you. Check it. Alright, so now we have to talk about what's been going on in the world of hip-hop and what's mainly been dominating the world of hip-hop for since Pusha T's album release, and that is the Pusha T and Drake beef. Um, both, both guys have sent diss tracks back and forth. Uh, Drake has not responded since Pusha's T's story of added on this, but we're not going to talk about the diss tracks themselves here because we talked about that at a high level on the breaks radio, me, Johnny and Ralph, where we actually did a bar by bar breakdown of both diss, tra- diss tracks so far. So we're not going to rehash that information there. If you want to hear that part, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, go check out the breaks radio available on every, uh, major podcasting platform. 
we do amazing work over there. So if you want that hip hop discussion week by week, go and check out the Breaks Radio. But to get into what we're going to talk about here on The Awakened Soul, since we do go a little bit deeper with things, I want to talk a little bit more about the blackface photo with Drake. And by now, I'm sure most everyone has seen it um, with the story of Adidon Dis. The cover art to that was actually a photo of Drake in blackface that, that, you know, it outraged a lot of people. And I understand why. And, you know, he's since come out and said that the photo shoot was meant to depict a lot of the things that black actors face in Hollywood and how it has not changed a lot. And I don't know how much I personally believe that. Now, I'm not. Again, and I'm, Drake fans will listen to this and say you're probably a Drake hater. I'm not a hater of Drake. I respect what he does as an artist. It's just as a rapper, that's a completely different thing. Um, but for for you to to do something that you, you say was to depict the struggles of black actors. And I will actually uh, defer back to something, an interview that Pusha T had when he spoke on this. And then, you know, I, I'll, I'll say my thoughts, but, but I'm going to play a little bit of the audio from that. Like, you are silent in all black issues, Drake. You really are. You are really, really silent. I don't hear about anything. You don't stand for nothing. You don't say nothing about nothing. You don't. It's just what it is. Like, you, and you, got, you have all the platform in the world. You were so passionate back then. No, you weren't. That's number one. That's 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 what I know. And that's I mean, that's basically sums up my feelings. And it's not because of any Drake hate. It's not because of anything like that. The thing is, is that the man does. He's the biggest performer probably in the world right now um, to an extent. And he doesn't speak on issues. And I don't want to hear about the fucking God's plan video. I don't want to hear about that because that's not activism. I mean, he did. And I want it's great what he did in that video. But that activism takes more than that. Activism takes more consistency than that. And we don't get that from Drake. Usually it's just, it's just not a thing. And the same thing can honestly be said about Nicki Minaj, because she until the after the Remy Ma beef, she didn't really start speaking on on women's activism and things. She does more so now. But it, it's. It's a thing. What are you are you doing it because something in you has legitimately um, go back to the title of this pocket? Has it been awakened in you? So now you feel the need to go out and do that activism or is it more so of a thing to now because you want the good press? I don't know. I can't say. And and this part of another issue is that Drake has yet to actually speak on this. He gave an IG story statement on the blackface. He did that. And he needed to do something. So I don't want to completely take away from the fact that he at least did that because at least he did. But at the same time, when you don't put your voice behind something, when you when you when you when people can't hear that passion in your voice, when people can't identify with what you're trying to get across by hearing it from you, we have to read it. And that's left to interpretation. And and I think it's something as serious as, as what blackface is to many people in this country. What that, that that wound that it reopens. It took something more serious than a IG story post to address it. Maybe that's just me. And, you know, shout out to Miles from Legion of Love because me and him had a discussion about it. And he said, you know, well, at least he came out. He said what he said. He gave his piece. That, let that be it. It's the it's just like when people say text messages are um impersonal like you like something this serious for you to only address in a written ig store you could have recorded something you could have recorded you could have took that same ig story recorded a video put it on your instagram because you know that media everyone's going to eat it up and it's going to get completely spread out that way why not do that and and that that shows a lack of care in my opinion or, or just a lack of awareness on how big this issue is blackface is nothing to play with for me personally I take that shit very seriously. Now, it, art is interpretive. Uh, so, you know, Spike Lee did the movie. Like, so there, there are instances where you can use it to kind of do something more powerful. And if that's truly what he did, then hats off to him. But the thing is, is that when you look at the totality of Drake's career and what Drake does with activism, it's just not there. So like Push said, are we to believe that at what, however old he was, however many years ago, you were more of an activist than you are now with the bigger platform, put your own voice behind it. That, that's all I'm saying. That, that, that's all I'm saying. And like I said, I wish that I had audio to play from Drake to address this, 
but he hasn't, not verbally. So let, let, let's see. And, and he still may. He still may. And it may all go away. And like I said, the, the thing that I do here at the Awake, so I have to give my opinion, then I also have to give the facts. Because the, the, like my opinion and, and what actually happened, you guys can determine your own feelings on it. My feelings on it are, are that it, it, it came off weird to me. A, the delivery of it. B, when you look at just the things that Drake does. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I hope that he, he was doing something powerful behind it. All, all, all intents and purposes, if he was, kudos to that man. I, I want to say that. If, if this is all true, if, if Hayes is just being too critical of him. All right. Well, good. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you felt that you needed to do something to speak on the things that that black actors in Hollywood go go through. But I needed to see and hear more personally. That that's that's the difference. That this is the 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 facts. And then that last part is Hayes's opinion. Next thing that we have to get into is another beef that's brewing in the world of hip hop, and that is Takashi Six Nine and Chief Keef. And so you know it, it's it's this stemmed from uh, uh chief keith being featured on triple red song i kill people um th- that was a, a shot to to takashi 69 um and you know they traded instagram posts takashi came out with the instagram post and and just all silly shit there um but then here's where we get serious chief keith is in new york city staying at the w hotel in which he has an altercation with two people he goes upstairs to cool down, and this is all reported from Chief Keith himself. Um, he goes upstairs to calm down, comes back downstairs, and is shot at. Luckily, he was not shot. The bullets did hit the side of the building. And when he was asked afterwards about uh, the, the situation, he says, it's just beef between me and rapper 6ix9ine, the Chicago-born rapper Chief Keith said. Um, and so Takashi 6ix9ine being from New York, that leads you to be able to come up with your own conclusions. Now, uh, we do not condone while the Pusha T and Drake beef is all on wax. I don't think there's any fear of it getting physical or turning into something like this. And this one's a little bit different. And both these guys are only 22 years old. And to be able, you know, to, to be in situations like this is just ridiculous. Both these these young guys pro- hopefully have long careers ahead of them and probably honestly for just being for real more beefs ahead of them as well. Let's not. It's not cool at all for anyone to be shot at. This is life threatening. This is serious. Um, you know, it's 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 sad. It's, it really is saddening that, you know, it will, it will get to this level over really. I mean, all. All jokes aside, I and mean, we're looking at the grand scheme of life, this is all silly shit. Um, the gunmen have not been apprehended as of yet, as far as as of this recording. Um, if if any more details come out of this, or if when when arrests are made, hopefully, um, I will be reporting on them here on the Awakened Soul. But I wanted to talk about both these two aspects of you know what's going on. Um, it, it's it's <sighs> prayers out. Thank God that Chief Keith was not actually shot at. Regard. Uh, you know, independent of me actually not liking his music, you know, you don't want to see anyone lose their lives over any stupid and, and pointless shit. And, you know, to his credit, Takashi 69 was asked by TMZ if he had anything to do with the Chief Keef, uh being shot at. And his reply was simply that he would like to collab with them. And he wondered how much it would cost to get a verse from from Chief Keef. Um apparently playing coy it was clear that he was playing coy um like i said just overall you just you hope that nothing crazy happens uh with these rap beefs but we do have breaking news here in the awakened soul and this just came through and that is that jay prince has gotten involved in the beef between Pusha t and drake and apparently he called drake and told drake not to respond so for all intents and purposes he's ended the beef now if that continues if that holds true we'll see but i'm pretty i feel pretty safe in saying now that jay prince has gotten involved that that is dead and you know kanye tweeted out something too um a a day after his album came out saying that the beef was ended and that it may have lines may have been stepped on this is this like i said the jay prince thing is literally breaking news it just came across my twitter so i wanted to to talk about that and add that into the earlier segment so i mean that's that's what's happening right now so we are um going to take a break when we come back we're going to be talking about game one and two of the nba finals thus far before we then get into 
conversation with Dualistic about the three most influential black women in history. So, you know, we're going to take a break. I'll see you guys on the other side. All right, so games one and two of the NBA Finals are in the books. The Golden State Warriors are up 2-0. And as I talked about in the Stupid Idiot segment, J.R. Smith, and, you know, for people who are blaming the whole game on him, no. it's You can't blame the whole game on him. You don't know what would have happened had he shot the ball or not. But with that being said, Golden State's up 2-0. Uh, the first game went into overtime. It was, a ge- it was a great game. Game two, however, the first half, pretty close i think uh golden state was even up flirted with being up 10 and um cleveland would come back but towards the end of the game it was just after after the first half it was just all golden state uh they they just completely took over that game steph curry is out here hitting shots that in one game he's hit just a crazy number of of insane shots that would if you take most players careers their whole career they've only had as many crazy shots is what Steph Curry has in one game. And when it's all said and done, Steph Curry is definitely the best shooter in the history of the NBA. I don't want to hear nothing about Reggie. I don't want to hear nothing about Ray Allen. I don't want to hear nothing about Larry Legend. As much as I love those players, they are not even close to the to the player or shooter that Steph Curry is. Now, what I will say that some people may go against, if you take away Steph Curry's shot, is he really that special? But then again, you can say that about any player. If you take away the one, their one best skill, then what, what's left? So, you know, that that's just a nitpick there with him. But these finals, if it, I, I just don't see, even though the, the first game was close, I just don't see how Cleveland can win this series. Um, just, I mean, Golden State's playing on another level, and it seems like Steph Curry is, is out to, to win a finals MVP. So with that being said, it's like what, like, <sighs> What can Cleveland do? They just don't have the firepower. And, you know, people say LeBron doesn't have help. And he did drag that team in the second half of the, of the season, as I've talked about before. But at the same time, they got to the finals and the guy has to be tired. What does Cleveland do at the end of this offseason? And, 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 you know, it, that all this talk may be premature. Maybe and it wouldn't put it surprised. They have Cleveland has the best player in the world. So that they always have a chance. They're not out until they're out. Now, if Golden State wins game three in Cleveland and they go up 3-0, then it's 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 done. I don't care how many games Cleveland wins at that point. There's no team that's going to win four games in a row on Golden State. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 and it. This is this is what I was not excited about with this finals, because it's it, a it's the fourth year in a row. We've seen these teams. um on top of that, Cleveland just isn't it doesn't have the weaponry that they've had before, and they lost to Golden State. Then Golden State is just a great team. The only thing I've said this before: the only thing that really can has a chance of taking down Golden State is if Klay Thompson decides to leave, which he's not. So what happens? Houston, listen, I understand Houston was put together specifically to beat Golden State, but I just don't see. I just don't trust James Harden or Chris Paul in the playoffs ever. But yeah, so to focus back on the, on these playoffs, like I said, Steph Curry's playing out of his mind. KD finally had a good game. Um, well, you know, it's only two games. Game one, he didn't play that good. He came out, he played a great first half. He played a solid game overall. And, you know, JaVale McGee and Sean Livingston showed up on the bench as well in the, in this game too. And, you know, Andre Iguodala is not in this series yet. If he's able to come back, just all that, that firepower, what can Cleveland really do with Golden State? It remains to be seen, but as it stands right now, we are well Golden State because I'm not I'm a Golden State fan. I like basketball in general. I'm a fan of just basketball, but the Bulls are my team, and we all know they're not sniffing the finals. Maybe in my lifetime, unfortunately, but that's that's a sob story for another day. I'll do my therapy here on the Awakened Soul once the the season's getting ready to start. But so two up. NBA Finals, who you guys got game three? I'll put a poll up on the Awakened Soul Twitter. Uh, who do you guys are going for in, in game three? We'll see, and we'll talk about that next week. Probably by the time the next show comes out, we may have games three and four. So we'll be able to talk about both those games next week on the Awakened Soul. Now we're getting ready to get into our guests. Both Samantha and Cliche from Dualistic are on to talk about the three most influential black women in history. You know how we do it here. We're going to get into a break, and I'll see you guys on the other side. I'll take you there. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
here at the awakened soul where all of my guests are going to be from the urban mogul life network duolistic you so silly <laughs> samantha and cliche from duolistic the gemini's are in the building i'm a little scared because it's their season right now so they hopefully they don't take off the whole take over the whole podcast but samantha what's going on yes gemini season <laughs> i'm up Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we also got cliche. What's going on? Hey, I'm gonna need you to get a little more energized. Like, yes. what is going on? I've never been the energized one though. Like, so this and this is the thing. And I, I'm gonna start this podcast off by throwing shade. I love the fact that every time you guys record, cliche never tweets. Oh, we had an amazing episode. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's always either Samantha did or did not cook for me, or we get a menu. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. True. Yeah. I didn't tweet today. <laughs> I'm slipping. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I know. She always wants me to cook for her. Uh, I should be fed. I have to drive far to go home. And it's late by the time I get home. We're so, going to go ahead and move right on. We're going to go ahead and move right on. How you guys week, week been so far? Um, I'm just ready for the weekend. <laughs> week has been kind of like horrible but that's neither here nor there i know child it's been a week um no it's been okay it's work short work week so i don't think it's time well, every, work. every work week is short for you i mean you're like four feet tall so <laughs> <laughs> all right keep on oh, I'm good. i got jokes for the rest of this the rest of the time we record don't I, worry about it <laughs> you already wrote them down no i don't need to write them down this is, i'm not drake i'm straight off oh, the top of the dome say that yeah sure somebody's really gonna believe that you better stick with your light skin brother you need to defend your mans right now i'm not that light what color i'm i'm what what's that you are light no i'm not if i'm if i'm light you transparent like i'm not that light what's true <laughs> She's transparent. You is light. You is. Carmel Mocha. You like. I don't know. You guys are doing amazing things. I love what you're doing with the podcast and in your community. But we are here. Enough shots. We're here to talk about a couple of things. The first thing we're going to talk about is our respective list of the three most influential black women in history. And I know one of y'all got Beyonce, if not both of y'all on that list. So I'm going to go ahead and be ready. I'm throwing some shade if I hear Beyonce's name. Um, who wants to go first? Samantha does. Do I? <laughs> okay. So Beyonce is not on my list. And I actually went with um, Inventors. Mm, um, okay. So we have Patty McDaniel. Great pick. She was, I didn't know that she did radio. And it says that she's the first African-American woman on the radio. But she also won a Grammy? No. I take that back. An Academy Award for Gone with the Wind. Because she was Mamie. Okay. I felt like she was very influential, especially, you know, dualistic. We're a podcast. We're black women. We doing it. She kind of paved the way a little bit. So I feel like she could be very influential in my life. I also had, hold on, I have to scroll. Who else was there? Shirley Ann Jackson. She Mm -hmm. innovated telecommunications industry by contributing the inventions of the touch tone phone, portable fax, caller ID, call waiting, and fiber optic cable. She's also the first African-American woman to earn a doctorate at MIT in nuclear physics. All cell phone users should thank her. Mm. So I felt you know, she was very important in history. And last but not least, I did Issa Rae. Okay, modern pick. I like that. Um, she's very influential in the community today. In history, um, I feel like she paved the way for um, a lot of individuals to 
do what they love to do. Um, not only does she have a her own personal YouTube um, series, she helped pave the way for other people to have YouTube series under her umbrella. So I also picked her. All right. That's a great list. Great list. Young Light Skin, what you got? <laughs> Why? See, we're not going to do this today, okay? <laughs> it's, it's already done, so I mean. So my picks are people who um, I feel like more personal, more influential for myself. Okay. So I picked, I have Maya Angelou, and I just, I don't know, I just like, you know, I like poetry a lot. And so I feel like a lot of her poetry helps lots of women get through certain things because she's pretty much talked about a little bit of everything in her poetry. So I picked her. Um, and then my favorite person is Rita Kalu. Um, she is one of my influential women. You know, I'm really obsessed with her because <laughs> she's, um, she's a painter. She does a lot of self portraits as well, but I really like her. I don't, I don't know why. Cause you don't ever think you see that woman with this, with this unibrow, with this unibrow and I don't know, it's just different beauty wise. But it's one of my favorite paintings. Um, and then a more recent person is um, Jada Pickett Smith. Like the Red Table Talk are, I don't know, I can relate to them a lot. So they talk about you know, everything. everything, talk about self esteem. And I think we talked about this before. Um, talked about self esteem, you know, losing hair, things like that, that nature. But I like to think she does with community. So those are my three. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> I like those three. Yeah, those three were good. Great. You showed up. I'm proud of you. Don't do me like that. <laughs> nah. Um my my three, um, and you know, I'm I'm poetry and music as well. So you stole my Angelou, but I had a backup because I had a feeling you would pick her. So <laughs> my um my first one is gonna be Josephine Baker. I mean, what she was able to do, singing, dancing, uh one of the highest paid entertainers, period, in her day, which was huge for for a woman to be able to be on that list. Uh toured France. She was also a comedian and she did Broadway. She was one of the like first true just multi-dimensional entertainers ever and and gorgeous on top of that like she was looked at as being the epitome of beauty at one point so josephine baker absolutely i think has to be on 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 the list of most influential women she's she's paved the way for so many people that they don't even realize that she was the first one to knock down a lot of those doors um to piggyback off that one etta james First of all, like the woman's voice is timeless. Like, you know, Etta James voice immediately when she sings a half a note. And then um, the fact that she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Blues Hall of Fame, the Grammy Hall of Fame. And I believe uh, Rolling Stone magazine named her as one of the best artists of all time. Like she's one of the most decorated artist period um and again she paved the way for a lot of what other people have done and i think she's not forgotten in a sense but just because of of the time and era in which she was prominent in that a lot of this day doesn't really speak about her as much as she needs to be spoken about etta james is amazing and then the next one i had to go one i wanted to do one more recent one and um i went right for for the top oprah winfrey like, how can you not mention her as one of the most influential women ever to to truly build herself from the ground up to be one of the most wealthy people in the world? She has her own media company. She has her own magazine. She has her own TV channel now where she can do her own programming. Like the woman is is a blueprint for any entrepreneur, period, man, male or woman, female. And it's just like what she's been able to do, regardless of, you know, some people have problems with her political uh, opinions, which that really doesn't matter for what she's been able to accomplish in her career. And I think it's amazing. You just said we like your three. Oh. Um, so, I mean, any, any um, honorable mentions, anyone else that you want to acknowledge in this time where we're just talking about some of the, the, the women, best women to do whatever? Because I know that y'all are gonna expect me to say something about Beyonce. I mean, I, no, I mean, I, I did joke, but all, all jokes aside, I, I, I can't knock you for mentioning Beyonce. So go ahead. This, this is your Beyonce moment. Because <laughs> Beyonce, no, Beyonce, I feel like is very influential. Um, but she wasn't on my list because I feel like people like that. So I wanted to do something. But you know, Beyonce is the BFF. 
And I mean, you've already told the story once on my podcast. But go ahead and tell it again when you actually oh, saw Beyonce. I was blessed. <laughs> Beyonce blessed me Why in September um, with her voice. You know, it was just me, her, and her bodyguard, her photographer, and I had two friends. So, you know. I love how you said me and her, and then you went on to name like seven <laughs> different people. But um, it was it was me they and her because she looked at me. <laughs> she blessed me. Okay, so anybody who is blessed by Beyonce, long live the queen. Okay. <laughs> I am <sighs> woman. You're so extra. Look, Ain't she though? Wait a minute. No. <laughs> Listen. I had I had one of my I gotta tell this story. So I I do I honestly love dualistic. You guys know I support you. I had one of my friends listen because he wanted to get into podcasts, and um he has a daughter and he's real uh he helps with with women activism here in Columbus. And so I was like, listen to dualistic. They're they're great women. Check them out. And the first thing he texted me is, Yo, why does she sound like a sex uh phone operator? I'm like, I told you. I had I didn't say it to him. I didn't jade him with the opinion. That was the very first thing he texted me about dualistic. Before anything else, he was like, Yo, he's I don't know whether I'm I'm he's like I'm intrigued because she's smart, but I'm turned on too because it sounds like she's about to start talking freaky to me. What's the problem? <laughs> Better give her her five percent. <laughs> no, Dualistic. this ain't going. That's not the umbrella of dualistic. <laughs> 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 I can sit at home with my little bitty ponytail. Yeah, funny. All right, we're gonna take a brief break. When we come back, we are actually gonna be talking about a movie in which I kept giving the wrong name. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Roxanne. Roxanne, as cliche, looks at me like she's ready to stab me in my throat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We got Cliche from Dualistic, and also Sammy from Dualistic is in the building as well. Hey. You totally didn't just catch that I called you Sam, huh? I did. Oh, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was gonna let it fly. <laughs> I told Cliche earlier today, I'm like, I'm gonna call Samantha Sam on purpose so she can go off on me, and then you didn't even take the bait. No, because my nerves took the bait. I got, well, I mean, you did just get done fighting Mike Tyson. You know, we could tell by your ponytail. <laughs> so, so, you know, it is. <laughs> Don't talk about my little punk. Oh, man. But we are here to talk about Roxanne. Roxanne, the Netflix uh, special about Roxanne Shantae, one of the, the, the first major, shut the hell up, the first major female MCs. Uh, just so overall, what did you guys think about the story? Did you, were you familiar with Roxanne Shantae before watching the movie? Cliche you first. Um, actually I wasn't. I'm not, I promise you. Even with the mom being her love and hip hop, I swear. I, until I watched, I wouldn't say, I might have heard her name, but I didn't like really dig into who she was. I can so, understand yeah. that. You don't know hip hop. <laughs> Jay Electronica fan, she did. I mean, hey. Wait, please do not get them fellas from oversaturated. We have this debate all the time. Speaking of, are y'all going to be at the live show? I like how y'all looked at each other. Fuck both y'all. That's it. We done. We done recording. The show wait, is over with. Wait, wait, no, sir. You can't do that. It's in July. Am I, am I correct? Yes. Right? July 21st. I'll see what I can do. How much has she been drinking? Because she got the extra giggles. Like, she either uncomfortable or she drunk. It's one or the other. She good. We just had, you know, some <laughs> glad. Yeah, we've had two glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's to Roxanne. Right. Roxanne. Yes, Roxanne, Roxanne. So, Samantha, how, how familiar were you with Roxanne Shantae before watching this movie? knew who she was and um i have followed her um but yes i was familiar with her all right and so what what did you think about uh the the portrayal of uh by shantae adams to play the main character i I had never seen shantae adams in anything before 
But she played the hell out of this role, in my opinion. I agree. I liked it a lot. Normally, I was like, mm, this might not be a good movie. <clears throat> Netflix films. There, Netflix films, I, I found, like, there's no one that are, like, middle of the road. Either they're great or horrible. Like, there's no just okay Netflix movies. What about Snow and the Bluff? <laughs> <laughs> she mentioned that a lot. Please don't get it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with y'all. Why do I? Why do I put myself through this? Um. <laughs> all right. So not. What about Nia Long in this movie? What? First of all, to see Nia Long play a mom is kind of weird because she still looks young as hell. So that was weird to me. Like she hasn't aged in at least the last 15 years. But I think she played the hell out of this role. I, she reminded me of my mom, and I'm sure everybody on who follows me on Twitter saw the story that I shared the other day. But she just reminded me of my mom in this role. Sam, what do you think? I believe that she did a great job. So let me just jump in here and say, I'll expose my... I didn't get to watch the full film. (laughs) However, I did watch half, but I do believe that she did play a good role. What about you, Cliche? It was definitely different to see her. Um, in a different role, but um, but I don't know. I like it. Yeah. it was different to see her play, like you said, in another role, right? Um, but I did like her in that role. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she 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 acted it out well. I think that everyone probably saw a little bit of their mom, and it was very it was very uh, true portrayal. Um, so I, I want to talk about this storyline first. So in which her husband, she gave her husband, I guess it was her husband, her boyfriend, whatever, the money that she had been saving up for them to buy a house. And he disappeared with that money. I was pissed off. Like, seriously, there was a moment I was like, yo, really? The kids? Yeah, kids are waiting. And then he never, Uber's never come. Um, and so I don't know. That made me, I'm so upset. I was I felt so many emotions. I was very sad. And the kids were just waiting. Because that's something that I've always wanted was the house. So for that to happen, no, someone had to die. Baby. Well, you know, back in those days, they didn't have track your phone. Because I would have tracked your phone. (laughs) (laughs) We would alert. We alerting the. You took off with the money, and you said we're going to have a house. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) Killed it. Child. Mm mm. She will not. Yeah. Because all I can think of is like picturing my mom like being in that situation. Like you think of your own mom. It's like, damn, we just sit here waiting. Mama Francine. She's crazy. Uh, Mama Francine is crazy. <laughs> it wouldn't. I'm, t- I'm taking, is that your mama, Samantha? Yeah, Mama Francine. I'm the nice one. Mama Francine ain't too nice. So that wouldn't happen. I'm going to have to invite your mama on the podcast one. Just one good time. <laughs> She liked me though. Yeah, she. <laughs> so I mean, and the thing is that even even with me being familiar with um, Roxanne Shante and and the Roxanne's Revenge song and all that, like to think to see just how influential she was in in hip hop for real, like Biz Marquis. Like I I had no idea that there. I I honestly didn't know that part that there was any overlap between them. And he kind of got his his start doing something live for her after the DJ bounce. Like that 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 wowed me. It was crazy. And then the Nas, little Nas. Yes, I didn't realize it wasn't until the very end. And then I was like, did she just say that Nas thing? Oh, I like that. Yeah, so, I mean, she she's definitely influential. Now, um, <laughs> the story with her, and uh, I never can say this man's name right, so correct me if you guys know how to say it. Uh, Ma Hashala Ali, is that how you say it? Oh, that's how I was but him him being the older man who kind of woes or wows uh Roxanne Shantane kind of gets in her head um beats her everything um what did you guys did you, how did you feel about that portrayal because I did read some um you know of course I, I do my research before we get ready to record and just I went and searched out some stuff on Twitter and it was some people who felt like they should have shown more as far as that way you can you can you could have got more out of her story with the fact that she was abused and stuff like that. They kind of, they, they breeze past it a little bit, but I think that they, they got the point home. So I didn't really need to see any of that, but as women, do you guys think that there could have been a more powerful story if they would have been willing to show that? No, no, 
because that's not what the story was mainly about. Like, Thank you. That's not what the story was about. Had it just been about that, yes, but no, that's not what it was about. It just you just need a little bit of what she went through, like yeah. more. Of, I think what they had was more than enough. We don't need to see all of that, you know. If the story was based around that, then yes. But you know, this is just the a brief synopsis of her life. We don't need to focus on that. And I think it was real tasteful the way that they did it with how they did it with showing them have sex, transitioning to her having the baby and then showing, you know, that interaction between them. I think you you kind of nailed all that. You didn't need to show specific situations in which she was beating like that would have been overkill to me. So as long as they did portray that part of her life, which was important, I don't think there was there was much more needed in that. I agree. Like we didn't need much anymore. What was there already? All right, I feel that. So overall, like um, the movie and and the portrayal of her story, do you got? Did you guys enjoy? It? Do you guys feel like it was a, a good way? And I always look at the next of biopics kind of as a, hey, this is what we have time to show you in the length of a movie. Now, if you want, if you want to learn more, go out and research this person's life. So I think I, it did that perfectly. What do you think? I will agree. I agree what you said on the biopics. You know, it's brief synopsis or brief periods in their life, just kind of just giving an overview. And if you want to know more, we're going to go out and research about the specific person that the movie is about. So I thought it did its job. Uh, you know, it introduced people to to her that weren't aware of her and her working. Um, and you got to see parts of her life that you may not have known. So I think it did its job. <clears throat> what you think? Um, I definitely... I have to agree. Um, I think it definitely did its job. Um, no, there was like, I don't know. I would definitely watch it again. I watched it again when we talked about it because somebody kept saying Shantae, Shantae. And then it's been, look. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take okay. it. I'm going to shut up. Yeah, I wasn't going to name the name, but CJ kept saying Shantae, Shantae. <laughs> And I was trying to look for it, but I would definitely watch again. There's so many um, messages in there and then learn about how she affected so many people. So I thought it was interesting. I like it. All right. Well, I think you got thumbs up from all of us. That's it. And, you know, we just wanted to touch on it a little bit um, before we go, because, I mean, that's pretty much it. What's next? What does Dualistic have coming up? Tell the listeners of the Awakened Souls so they know where to find you guys. <laughs> what we have coming up? Well, we about to turn one. We have our one year anniversary on June 9th. So, and that's Samantha's birthday weekend. So, I'm going to get her a hotel room and she's going to relax. And so, yeah. Oh, it's the one year anniversary? Dang, that 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 flew by. It flew by so fast. So, definitely going to do that for your birthday Um, and relax by the pool. I like you sometimes. You like me all the time. Well, congrats on the first year, man. Y'all, y'all do great work. Seriously, I and to see you guys' growth as podcasters has just been great. Um, so plug your social media. Tell them where they can go and listen to the Dualistic podcast. They already should be, but if you're not, go check it out. Um, you can listen to us um, on Twitter. Well, actually, you can find us first on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're all at Dualistic. D U O L Y S T I C. Um, and then you can listen to us on pretty much everywhere. We're on speaker, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Um, we are everywhere you want to be. <laughs> Tell Spotify to stop blocking. Like they need to get their stuff together. Right. They're so behind. We need them to get together. Get it together. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, for joining me. I appreciate it. You taking your time out your day. Um, I, you know, I'm still waiting on my invitation to be on dualistic, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, throw any more shade. So, you've already been on, sir. So, and <laughs> you, you get on today. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, check them out. I want to thank you guys again. So, the look, tell the fine listeners of the Awakened Soul goodbye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that was episode 51 of the Awakened Soul. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. But before we depart today, I know at the beginning of the show, I said and I talked about a lot of the great stuff in this podcasting community and a lot of the stuff that's come out, a lot of the relationships I've built. Um, you know, anyone who I didn't shout out there, I want to make sure I shout out uh, Black Law and Legal Lies, uh, Alternative Facts Chicago's, my brothers at Oversaturated. 
um, Floss 700 and his whole network, the whole UML who you guys are going to hear from over the course of this month. But on the other side of that, the flip side of that, we got to talk about the the dark side, unfortunately, of of the podcast community. And it seems like there's it's it's specifically, unfortunately, with the black podcasters community that there's this thing where you know there's this set of of group of podcasters who feel like to to get more notoriety to get more notice to get more listens they have to either cause drama or be controversial in a sense and the awakened soul was pulled into that unfortunately so i was someone mentioned that with my father being white uh, I shouldn't be allowed to speak on black issues and that the name of the, the podcast should be the white and soul. And it's just like, look, listen, first of all, I'm not going to put that much energy into addressing idiots like I'm just not on top of the fact that the same podcast after the kickback wanted to to kind of steal the style of the kickback. And I've noticed like they've named segments very similar. So, you know, I, I'm glad that I inspire people. I, I really am, and I'm flattered by all of that. And the funny thing is, is that the, this Potter family, the, as we call ourselves, as the hashtag goes, all communicate. We're all down to help each other. You know, I've been editing podcasts now for the better part of three or four years, and yet I still reached out to Mike from We Leave You This just to to pick his brain to see what he knew that I didn't for to, for me to to gain any knowledge because I, I think knowledge is best when shared. Um, so, you know, our community is all down for helping each other. And it's just a specific group of idiots who, instead of embracing that, decide that they want to be controversial as a way to 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 gain attention. That's not going to fly over here. Um, so, like I said, I'm not even going to mention this podcast name because it's really not worth it. They're not that good. Um, even though I, you know, I did help them originally. I help. I showed them how to get on iTunes. I showed them some editing techniques. But some people just don't listen. And 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 it's funny that once I tweeted out the uh, Idol Wars episode 47 past 10,000 downloads, that that's when stuff like this happens. And you and you can kind of put together how people are um, when they need attention. Um, so all I'm going to say is this, and I'm going to leave it at this, is that I love my listeners. I love the growth that's going been going on. I never have to try to be anything that I'm not um, I, I, I at all. Like, I'm very transparent with everything I do on this podcast. And, and you know, if, if people want to speak on me, if it, it just lets me know that I'm doing stuff right. Because no one hates on anyone who's not doing good. So, you know, shouts out to them. You know, I, I know that they're listening because they have to know how uh, to form, format their next podcast because, you know, they never mind. But um, so, you know, I just wanted to I, I definitely wanted to speak on it to anyone who does listen to both um, or anyone who may have been concerned about that. And thanks to the person who brought it to my eyes. Um, but yeah, we're not going to spend that much time on it. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep just being the best goddamn podcast in all the land as we can do. And we keep working with the people that I work with. Like I said, all the podcasts that I've shouted out over the course of this episode, expect for us to do work going forward. You know, there's a podcasting convention in Atlanta in October that uh, the Burks Radio is definitely trying to be at. So yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. And for anyone to get off that stupid shit, um, for anyone who was expecting me to talk about the Kanye West album, I'm not talking about it on this one. We'll probably be talking about it on the Breaks Radio, so be sure to check that out as well. Um, but I'll have some thoughts on it next week, um, too. I want to sit with it a little bit more uh, to, to, to kind of get some of my more more analytical thoughts on the on the album structurally um so yeah that that's it you know where to find me you find me at ceo hayes that's at ceo h-a-i-z-e you can also send us any feedback questions comments concerns to the waking soul pod at gmail.com and lastly you can find this podcast contact me all from our wonderful website the awakened soul pod.com i love each and every one of you guys i look forward to being with you next week peace Serve like steak, well done, get a gun in your face, bitch nigga. People have you praying to God, move your kids, have you hiding your mom. Beef is when you hide behind the mother niggas, but they ain't killers, they ain't pulling them triggers, fuck niggas. People have you keying our cars, heart broke, yours don't look like ours. Them niggas ain't dying for you. Taking half of everything you get Yeah, them niggas ain't done for you <laughs> Them niggas ain't
for you And we know that Contract all fucked up I guess that means you all fucked up You signed to one nigga Then signed to another nigga Then signed to three niggas Now that's bad luck Damn that shit even the odds now You better off selling this hard now You call it living out your dreams You can't fly without your wings You get it Jeremy Scott's all camouflage You can't hide it from yourself Career sabotage I was really in that travelage For the ones standing guard For the eagle-eyed For the knights in shining armor And for all those who support them we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com/safety or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.